Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Thursday, February 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Ahead, St. Louis musician Katera Parson has been writing songs for years. Her fusion of R&B, jazz, and hip-hop has allowed her to write songs like Phoenix Rising, which reflects her struggles. Phoenix Rising is literally my journey of finding myself, of finding my power, stepping into that power, being comfortable with that power, and now I'm at a point where I realize I got responsibility with that power. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis takes us on a singer's musical and mental health journey. First, the headlines. The police officer at the center of a $10 million discrimination settlement says he will continue working for the St. Louis County Police Department. Lieutenant Keith Wildhaber is speaking out following the deal with the county. Here's St. Louis Public Radio's Julie O'Donohue. St. Louis County has to give Wildhaber millions after he successfully sued for workplace discrimination for being gay. Wildhaber says he likes his new position. He was recently put in charge of the police's new diversity and inclusion unit. I will be eligible to retire in a little over three years. I've really given no thought to leaving in three years as long as I'm uh, physically able to do it and I'm healthy and I'm still enjoying it, I plan to stick around. Wildhaber says he plans to invest his settlement money and to use some of it to take care of his family. I'm Julie O'Donohue, St. Louis Public Radio. Along with paying that $10 million settlement, the county also needs to find a new police chief. The Board of Police Commissioners is starting that process with three public meetings. The first is set for next Wednesday in Florissant. Comments will be limited to three minutes each. Current Chief John Belmar is retiring in April. County officials say that decision is not part of the settlement in that Wildhaber discrimination lawsuit. The Major League Soccer Ownership Group is closer to securing public financing to build a stadium in downtown St. Louis. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, an aldermanic committee has unanimously passed two bills outlining the incentives. The MLS ownership group is still working on state funding, but local incentives are coming together. That includes a 25-year property tax abatement on improvements to the land and the creation of several on-site taxing districts. The proposed stadium sits in Alderwoman Christine Ingracia's sixth ward. So in terms of revenue to the school district, revenue to the city of St. Louis, the stadium site sits within the Locust Business District, so that's a huge win for them. And so, yeah, I mean, there's really no loss to the city at this point. The St. Louis Development Corporation anticipates the fiscal impact to the city will total more than $10 million over the next decade. An official groundbreaking for the soccer stadium is expected this spring. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. The St. Louis Blues say defenseman Jay Bomeister is doing well after a, quote, cardiac episode this week during a game in California. Bomeister collapsed on the bench in the first period Tuesday night while playing in Anaheim. Medical staff had to use a defibrillator to revive him. Blues general manager Doug Armstrong says Bomeister is still undergoing tests to determine exactly what happened, but the outlook is good. The game against Anaheim will be made up at a later date. (music) 
St. Louis musician Katera Parson has been writing and recording songs since 2011. Her eclectic sound and emotionally raw lyrics have made her a Kranzberg music artist in residence. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, Parson is using music to give people a glimpse into her personal life. To understand Katera Parson, you have to listen to her single, Phoenix Rising. The lyrics about flight, freedom, and rebirth are synonymous with the changes in her own life. Found a way to fly, The song is an example of how Parson uses music to overcome struggles, and it's one of her favorite songs. That is the motto of my life. <laughs> like, Phoenix Rising is literally my journey of finding myself, of finding my power, stepping into that power, being comfortable with that power, and now I'm at a point where I realize I got responsibility with that power. Part of that responsibility is making music that prioritizes mental health, the intensity of love, and the importance of taking care of yourself. She focuses on those themes throughout her debut album, Coco Voyage, released last November. I was diagnosed with um, borderline personality disorder and PTSD actually um, two weeks before I dropped drop Coco Voyage. And now knowing the inner just pathology of borderline personality disorder, I realize that it has affected my entire life. It has affected me as an artist, and I feel like it is what makes me an artist. Parson says you can hear that in her music. And the emotional honesty of Coco Voyage is amplified because its songs of love and mental health are honest, raw, and unfiltered. I want to do something good for you. I feel like my extreme emotions, like, that's seen as a mental disorder, but it's like, that's where the music comes from. Parson's emotional vulnerability caught the attention of activist and director Damon Davis, who signed her to his far-fetched record label. He invited her to record in Miami for three months with a group of St. Louis musicians. People from all over different backgrounds is going to be able to relate to it because they're going to see themselves in it no matter what because at the end of the day, we are human. And I think she, she knows how to do that. And I, th I think every time I hear more music and day by day, she gets better and better at articulating human emotion. Davis says he was also drawn to Parsons' musical agility. She fuses R&B, hip-hop, neo-soul, and jazz seamlessly, allowing her to connect with a broad audience. Parsons' sound is resonating with St. Louis music fans. In early February, she won the St. Louis Underground Music Fest Award for R&B Artist of the Year after fans voted for their favorite musicians. John Harrington co-founded the awards in 2010. He can see Parsons' sound influencing the next generation of musicians. All the little girls and guys and kids that are listening to what she's creating now, what she's going to create, are all going to take what she created and take it to the next level. I think it's a St. Louis sound. You can't really put your finger on it. All I can say is that it's original and it's from the heart and it's real. I was meant to have music as my medium because I'm meant to heal myself through my music, but I see that I'm also meant to heal other people through my music. And that's literally been happening since I dropped this project. Parson finds making music rewarding because it helps her and others. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. 
Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt, and from the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.